welcome to the Mind Chimp Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mind Chimp Podcast. My name is Gemma Patterson, and this is a special episode of the podcast where I am joined by the man behind Mind Chimp himself, Mr. Danny Seals, and Sam Davis. Hi, guys. Hello. How are we doing, Jeremy? You okay? Very good. Thank you. Thank you for joining me in this weird role reversal. Um, so I don't need to explain how MindChimp works to you, Danny. You invented it. You literally uh, created it. So um, let's get straight into it. So first of all, can I ask you both um, to pick three numbers each? Uh, so Sam, if I can go to you first, please. Yeah. So I'll go for seven, um, 77 and 100 because nobody probably goes to the extreme. Perfect. And Danny, same question to you. Yeah. So Sam, there's always one person who goes extreme. So it seems like it's always you. Um, I will go five, um, number eight and number 83. Perfect. Brilliant. So that's the mysterious number bit out of the way. So uh, before we go any further, do you both just want to introduce yourself for new listeners of the podcast or even for regular listeners? So Sam, you can start if you want. Yep. So uh, my name is Sam Davis. Uh, most people who are in L&D and sort of listen to this podcast probably won't know me from Adam because it's not an industry that I work in. Uh, but I am privileged enough to know Danny for quite some time. And um, we're, we're starting up a new venture together, which I think we'll um, talk about a little bit later on. Beautiful, Sam. Perfect. Um, so I think pretty much everyone knows me really, right? So, yep, the, the Mindship podcast is me. Um, I guess before, yeah, how long? What I've been in L and D for what feels like donkeys and donkeys of years. So about eight years. Um, and yeah, me and Sam have decided to to come up with this. What I think and what I think Sam thinks is something beautiful. Beautiful is probably the worst. I'd, I'd wrap it up to Gemma. Brilliant. Well, that is totally uh, wet my appetite, and I would love to find out more about this beautiful creation that you've come up with. Um, so do you want to introduce a little bit about the concept to me um, and just talk, talk a little bit about what this uh, this beautiful new thing that you've created together is? Sure thing, sure thing. Um, Sam, you know what? I think everyone's going to get bored of hearing my voice all the time. So if you want to start and I'll jump in wherever if you like. Yeah, so I guess um, in my sort of day job, I'm I'm a project manager at uh, local authorities. And in time gone by, I've been involved in uh, projects that have involved sort of procuring L&D services and uh, basically getting hold of different vendors. Now, first time I was getting into that, I found it to be a minefield and it was very difficult to sort of delve into that market without really knowing, um, you know, without having a guide, without having a map. Now, I was lucky enough that sort of having a conversation with Danny about this um, back in the day over a bit, I had that sort of guide. I had someone to steer me properly and give me insight and sort of um, information and that kind of thing, introduced me to the right people, that kind of stuff. But it kind of struck me in all the other things that I work on, there's always a kind of um, a place to go, a one-stop shop and a kind of uh, comparison of different um, suppliers and vendors and that kind of thing. And I was shocked that a market like uh, L&D didn't really, didn't really have that as such. Um, so that kind of started the conversation off and uh, Danny might want to cut in here, but interestingly enough, he sort of come back to say to me, actually, I've had ideas about that in the past and we, this kind of idea was born. 
Yeah, nice one, Sam. So I think so. It probably started around about 2016 for me, Gemma. So, so I've I've worked I've worked as you know in big organisations where I've had to bring people on, as Gemma, you have. Um, and it's always an interesting one because, like, how how do you reach out to find out who's the right person for your problem? Right, like the the gut feeling for is is you'll reach out to someone and it'll be a case of I know Bob who's done this, so I'll ask Bob what their experience was of X vendor. And it kind of hit me. It was a case of, actually, a lot of the time, you know, it it's never really a level playing field for people. Like, you've got the big, the, let's use the big tech industry who have big, like, marketing budgets. And then you have Bob, who might be a new up-and-comer, and actually, he might not have the budget to be able to do, you know, he might not be have a, the budget to kind of push out the marketing, what a big, you know, LMS or LXP or whatever has. That doesn't mean he's not good for your problem. And it, it kind of hit me on the fact that I was just like, you know, there's, there's something there where you can kind of level it and level it out. And actually what, what will happen is it will bring the industry up together. And it's not a case of saying Bob's better than Sue. It's more about actually, you know, it, I think there's a saying, isn't there? Rising tides lift all ships or something like that. And that's kind of how I, I see, how I see, well, what Vendely is, I guess. I remember Sam kind of, when he reached out to me and he was kind of looking for, you know, these vendors when he was in his in his role, I remember I remember that beer, Sam. I remember sitting down and, and sit, sat on the couch and I was like, how, how have you found it? And he was like, it's like swimming in treacle. Like it was, I remember I remember looking at you and seeing yep. the frustration. <laughs> and it, it, it is, right? It's hard work. It's hard work. So it comes down to two things. You've either got lots and lots of time um, or you've got, you know, or you're wasting your time marketing and stuff so 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 maybe for you Gemma you know how how much time do you kind of tend you know take to kind of find the right vendor it must be a struggle right it, it definitely is and I know we've talked about this before sort of I think before you'd even shared that you were you were working on the idea and I'd, I'd shared a bit of the pain that I'd felt about uh, working in big organizations and not only trying to balance the role that you're doing but also the processes that you might have to follow in an organization, even just to get a sight of what vendors are out there, you might have to go through like a really formal RFI process. And so for me, if there was a way of really easily and simply connecting with people who were good, who could um, perhaps show me how to do things a little differently, who might not be front of my mind or I might never have heard of before, but who I knew that I could trust because they'd been recommended, for me, that would be magic. And it feels like something that could probably save a lot of time as well. And for me, that's mega important because I'm always rushing around uh, like a headless chicken. <laughs> yeah, and in that as well. So what got me particularly interested from once my sort of problem was solved and I moved on and Danny and I were still talking about all of this, there was this kind of vacuum of, of data and reliable information to sort of say, these are the right people to choose. These are the best people for you. Because as Danny said, you know, every challenge is different and it might be that someone you've never heard of is perfect for your particular challenge, but you've never heard of them. And you're never going to hear of them if you don't know where to go looking. So this is a good place to look for them. And then once you do find those people, it's a case of knowing whether or not they're going to be the right fit and whether or not they're hit. You know, the best place to find that information is someone's history, I suppose. If someone's been good in the past, they're likely to be good in the future. And getting that kind of information from, from your peers and people who've been in your shoes before and then getting the data to back that up, I think is a perfect marriage between the client and the vendor. Uh, to to kind of prove that you know this is the right fit. 
Totally. No, I, I, t- I totally, totally agree. So I, I feel like you've really whet my appetite for, for what this amazing thing is that you've created. Um, what I'd love to do is maybe uh, let's find out a little bit more about, about you, Sam, and a bit more about you, Danny, and then let's dig into what Vendorly is and what it might do for us. Sure. Um, so can I ask you, I don't know if you want to do this collectively as Vendorly or if you want to do it separately, um, ask you what is your tagline? Mm, go for it, Sam. So Vendorly's tagline is finding learning has developed. Um, for me, I saw this this cup once and it always made me laugh because I, every job I end up in, I always end up being known as the spreadsheet guy, the guy who's on the spreadsheets all the time. I saw this cup once, it had a little MSXL logo on it, then in big black letters it said Excels between the sheets. And ever since then, that's just stuck in my mind. So let's go with that. <laughs> Amazing. Excels between the sheets. There you go, Sam. <laughs> L&D, everybody meet Sam. <laughs> you remember one thing, just remember that. Yeah. Just remember that. And Danny, if you can beat that one, be my guest. What's your tagline? Mm, I don't think I can beat that, to be honest. I mean, anyone who can get Excel in a, in a tagline is, is, you know, wins in my eyes. I think mine's never, mine's never really kind of changed. I think for me, it's about you know, just staying curious and asking why. Why is it we're doing it that way? Why are we doing this way? And, it, and I kind of, I think when I've, I've had this done before, when it was in season one, and I think I said something along the lines of a, a continuous curious chimp. And I think that's what it is. Like, you know, just because that's the way we do it now, it doesn't mean that's the right way or that we shouldn't do something different. So, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I, I, went, um, I went with a grown-up one there, not the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of growing up, um, what do you want to be when you grow up? So when I was a kid, I worked to be a lawyer, uh, but I was privileged enough to be taught in college by a former lawyer who very much talked me out of it. I don't know, Sam. Talked you, you down. He's got, yeah, he's exactly. got the, um, he's got the, he's still got the lawyer, lawyer kind of, you know, the, the the tone about you, Sam. I think maybe maybe a little bit is that still in you, the lawyer. It's time yet, Dan. It's time yet. <laughs> well, um, we know where to come if we're in a pinch. What about you, Danny? <laughs> what what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, so I always wanted to do kind of the special effects in films. So there was something about magical about that. Like if you were to ask me what I want to be now, that's probably something different. But when I was younger, it was um yeah i wanted to do the special effects in films i watched a film i think it was called sfx i think it was like 1980s it was it was created and um yeah that kind of that, that got me fired up just the fact of being creative and being able to turn you know me and you and sam in and into vampires or zombies or whatever <laughs> that was my thing i enjoyed that love it Brilliant. Um, so you talked a little bit um, just at the at the top of the podcast about um, what you're up to now, but um, what got you here? Um, let's go to Sam first. Um, so after I've decided that law probably wasn't for me, um, I was kind of a bit lost because I'd, I'd probably spent the sort of latter part of my teenage years thinking that's what I wanted to do. So I'm sort of 16, 17, not knowing really what to do. And um not necessarily the first place you think of to find a job, but um, I ended up working in a library at 17. And um, that gave me two things that I've stuck with me since. So one was a wife. 
And the other thing was um, access to lots of uh, information. And I, I spent that time there, apart from doing my job, obviously, um, teaching myself how to like code and get into databases and I mentioned Excel before. And that sort of developed into an interest into like business analysis and data and that kind of thing. And then slowly I've sort of uh, ebbed my way into jobs where I've been able to explore those fields and sort of develop those skills. Um, and, and that's something that I spend a lot of my time doing now. Yeah. Brilliant. And I think, I think kind of just building on that, I think for me, Gemma, the reason reason why creating something like Vendley was a no brainer for me was because everything I hate, Sam loves. So, so like anything what's like Excel and like anything what's got numbers in, like I have dyslexia and dyspraxia. So numbers and, and all that jazz is just not, it's not for me. So when Sam told me, oh yeah, you know, Excel's my thing cube of smoke and there's doves flying in slow motion behind <laughs> spreadsheet guys here yeah match made in heaven excel between, between the sheets is here <laughs> to save the day brilliant um cool thank you so i feel like that's given me a really good sense of how you guys got together some of this magic you've started to create and a little bit of uh, what brought you here um let's hear a little bit um a little bit more about sort of your successes in terms of what you've been doing can you tell me a little bit about your most recent successes um let's go for personally first and then we'll talk a bit about professional so danny what's a what's been a recent personal success for you um that's a good question i haven't got a wife yet so that might be a success i'm not sure um i am engaged so <laughs> and i've managed to drag yeah, you that might out. not be for long after yeah. that comment <laughs> Um, my personal success. So I think I think Mindship is quite done quite well. So it was interesting. I was I was reflecting on on what Mindship was. So the Mindship story started out as a pain point, something I was I was frustrated with when I very first got into L and D, and I was like, why does this thing not exist? So then it created a community, and off the back of that, it then created a podcast, and then off the back of that, it created events, and it was interesting. So the podcast is two year two years old next week. And it was just a nice moment for me to reflect and go, actually, I don't have, I don't have, um, editors. I don't like you seem just before we press record, I mean, I'm sat here with a quilt over my head. Um, so I think, I think that's probably been my biggest success other than what's coming next. Um, yeah, I think that's been the nice moment for me. Brilliant. Thank you, Danny. And, uh, and Sam, what about you? What's been a, a success in your personal life recently? So I alluded to it earlier, but I uh, recently got married to, to Library Girl, as I've called her before. Uh, neither oh, was work there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> neither was work there anymore, um, but we've, we've both got a bit of a souvenir from that, which is the, the pair of us. Uh, Dan was actually the best man at that wedding as well. Uh, well, second best because I was there, but yeah, oh. he, uh, he did a good job of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, awesome. It's really nice to hear your your story of uh, how, you've, how you've got together there. Um, so thinking about sort of on a professional level, it sounds like there's been a few sparks flying around Vendorly. Um, what what has been your most uh, recent success professionally? Sam, you can have that one first if you want. <laughs> so um, I've recently been promoted in my day job, which is obviously a nice, uh, a nice thing. But I think just getting to where we've got to between Danny and I, uh, you know, two man team pretty much uh, to get Vendley to where it is. I've been quite proud of that. And I'm really excited to take it through to the to the next steps. Smooth, smooth. Sounds Brilliant. Smooth. 
Um, how do I top that? So obviously you met, you've already mentioned Bendly, Sam, so I probably won't mention that because that is a big success for me. I think just working with developers and, and kind of things where I think are simple. And then when I sit down and go, I go, sweet baby Jesus, that's not simple. Um, I think that's been a quite a big eye opener for me. So that so Bendley has been for me, it has been the, you know, a really positive thing, I think. On top of that, there's another announcement, you know, with with where I am with GP. Um, I can't share that yet though, so which sucks. But yeah, so I've had quite I've had quite a good a good few months. Um yeah, I think that's about it. I think Bendley's you know, Bendley's the one what kind of is, is really exciting at the moment because it's got that start up feel. It's got that feel of this is something where there's going to be lots and lots of lessons learned. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably my, my personal one. Even though it feels, even though it's still kind of worker, it's personal because I'm learning lots which I took from the other startup where I worked at, and then I'm bringing everything from from a background and my lessons learned personally from you know my talk talk and my old two days and looking at all the pain points from there. So yeah, it's even though it's still working, there's a lot of personal reflection what's gone on to kind of get here, I guess. Love that. And it, it sounds like it's sort of a, your, your baby, really, for both of you. It sounds like um, it's something that you've had the idea together and you've seen it seen it through and it's now starting to really come to life. So that feel, feels a bit magic. Um, so so thinking about that, about Vendley, um, I know I know about it just from conversations that we've had, Danny, but um, I know a lot of the people listening to this podcast might only just be hearing about it for the first time um so can you tell me a little bit about it um just sort of give me give me the elevator pitch of Vendely. yeah so sh- should i go with this one sam should i start us off well i'll i'll quote you here dan because you've you've been saying this a lot lately and i think it's a really good succinct way of putting it if airbnb and trust pilot got together and have a love child it would be this and uh, this is the sort of love child of those two things for the L and D and the HR space, and I think that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, nice, <laughs> smooth. <laughs> I think that that makes a lot of sense, and I mean, yeah, it's it's it feels like to me from the way you've described it as a disruptor, just like those things have been, like TripAdvisor and like Airbnb have been. So it feels like you're you're operating in that same space. Um, so one of the things that I love is I love a problem. Um, and in my job in L&D, I'm always trying to solve problems. Um, so tell me about the problem that you are trying to fix with Vendely. What is the issue? I know you alluded to it a little bit at the start, but give me, give me a bit of a breakdown of some of the pain points that this is going to solve. So for me, as as the potential, you know, the client in, in time gone by, it was that feeling of, um, you know, not having the insight and the data and that lost at sea kind of feeling and thinking that, you know, there must be other people in my position who are struggling to sort of find find the right people for their particular problem or their particular challenge. And the more we've spoken to people who um, are in that boat, the more we've sort of seen a need for this. Mm. Yeah, I think... That's exactly it. I think, um, I mean, there's two sides, right? There's two. The way I kind of see this is two. There's two key key people here. You've got your clients and your vendors. And when we use vendors, we use it in a broad term. So your vendors can be your one man bands. It can be your HR, your learning tech, your whatever. And for me, I just think because I've been on both sides of that coin, I can relate to both them pain points. So when I was in the L and D and I was I was sourcing out vendors for X, Z, Y. It was just a case of who do I trust? Who do who do I trust? What isn't marketing? 
You know what? You know, show me, yeah. show me what's real versus what's marketing. Because I think you had that problem, right, Sam? You was like, actually, where's where's everything to back it up? Yeah, and speaking to you after the kind of after the experiences I've had of of um, procuring these kind of services and these vendors, um, it's we broke it down and really the solution was really simple, wasn't it? It was just dead simple market intelligence, some analytics, um, some NPS scoring, and a bit of sort of audience data into what people, you know, what the vendors have been like in the past. Really, those very simple things that are dead easy to collect, just all in one space where you can kind of. Um, essentially decide what's best for you based on facts and based on data it's not hard to pull all those things to one place it's just that they've not that's not been done already yeah yeah and that that makes a lot of sense it is those just sort of it's that all in one place thing that i think seems to be the secret sauce for me it's it's like it stops you from having to go and ask five people about something or look up some data or digest a report it's sort of feels like it would would do it for you yeah um i think one of the questions that i oh sorry danny go on no i think i was just going to build on that Gemma, because you you pulled up a good point like we we talk about things what need to match our consumer lives right like you wouldn't ever in this day and age even if you look at amazon the first thing you do on amazon before you buy a product now is you look at reviews like you know if you want honest insight and don't get me wrong reviews can be gamed as much as anything else Apart from on ours, it will not be. That's an instant fact. <laughs> but I think the thing is, is you've got your one-man bands as well, right? So one of the things which I remember when I was in my stakeholder, in my stakeholder, in my startup, it was a case of how do we differentiate the noise and how do we show actually how good we really are and how good our product is? Because your one-man bands, for example, you know, they are awesome. They are brilliant. You, and I say one man, one woman, one whatever. They are they are awesome at what we do. They care about it and like everything they do, they do for a reason because they believe and they think that what they're doing is create, is is helping the industry. So it's always about, they've always got positive intent. And and for me, the, the thing is, is when I asked them what's their pain points, what they're feeling, they said, they said, I can't compete with the big boys. I've got to manage my social media. I've got to manage my personal brand. I've got to manage all my clients. I've got to manage my calendar. I've got to do this. I've got to get RFPs done. And it started to kind of get overwhelming for him. And for someone who may be only just starting up or someone who even who's been here for a year, if that's still a big thing to juggle and it's still a massive challenge. Yeah, completely. And I, having been sort of both sides of the fence as well, I've I've seen how it feels to be a client in that situation, but also how it feels to be a supplier and having to fill out like tons and tons of documents for RFPs just to get a conversation going with someone is is like impossible for a, for a small company, like you say. So just listening to your talk there, both of you, it sounds like there's perhaps a couple of audiences for this. Can you tell me a little bit more about who might use Vendorly and who might find it useful? Go for it, Sam. You can have this one for the starter and I'll jump in where I... So um, I guess the, the two most obvious sides of the coin are, are the vendors themselves. And as I say, as, as Danny's sort of alluded to there, he's, he's quite right. It's that thing of not spending all of your time looking for the work and then getting the work. It's actually doing the work. And I suppose the bottom line then as well is earning the money because that's what sort of pays the bills. Uh, but then the other side of that is people who are trying to procure these services and, and find the right people, not wasting all of their time on... 
um, on this kind of process and just cutting through to what they actually need and then delivering it. Everyone wants to be out there delivering it and developing and, you know, making strides forward. The actual process of finding things shouldn't be the thing you spend your most time on. And that seems to me to be what a lot of people are spending their time on at the moment. Definitely. I would say I spend a good chunk of my time um, looking for suppliers. I'm sure the suppliers themselves spend a lot of time trying to connect uh, connect on that as well. Um, so we've talked about, um, and I love the, the strap line that you mentioned there, or the elevator pitch, the love child of Trustpilot and Airbnb for L&D. I think that, that sums it up really well. Um, we've talked a lot about what it does and who it might be for and how it might help people and what problems it might solve. Can you talk to me in practical terms about what actually is it? Is it an app? Is it a website? Is it a, I don't know, what, can you tell me a little bit more about physically what is the product that you've created? Yeah, uh, I think I'll take this one, Sam, and jump in where, where possible if you want. Yeah, go, go. So, so for a start off, first, Gemma, it's basically a web app. So the best way to look at it is a bit like how you'd use Airbnb, where Airbnb has an app. They also have like a, 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 a you know, a website kind of, you know, a website go to. So it, it's, you know, we've been, we can't launch it just yet because we're doing tweaks in the background, but it's already completely, mo- you know, mobile ready. So, it, you know, it's it can you can do it on your phone, desktop, whatever. But the best way I can try and describe it is you as a person. So let's just say, Gemma, you're a one-man band, yeah? Or you're a, a filtered or an X or a Y or a workday or whatever, how big or how small you want to go. You're going to have your own little pro- your profile there. And your profile is yours, it's you. It's really important, and Sam, probably you'll probably jump into this about us being impartial, but for us, it's us not to get involved. It's not for us to to be that that person who says, that's right, that's wrong. Um. So what you do is you get your profile, and your profile is a thing which will give you um the kind of, someone will come onto it. It's like your shop window, I guess, is the best way to describe it. On there, the people will be able to go on and see what your kind of NPS score is, what your what your um, evaluations are like at the back. So we've built in sentiment analysis into it. So it's not just net, your natural um, Kirkpatrick. On top of that, like Sam kind of alluded to, we've got out the box, it's going to have market intelligence. So it's going to be a development tool for you as a business as well, because what it's going to say is you compared to someone who's similar to you, here's some of the things they're doing really well. Here's what we suggest you could do in order to kind of keep proving. So naturally, that tide, it'll continue to rise that tide. Fundamentally, what we need it to be is the one place where everyone goes, the one honest, trusted place. So we've got all that running in. And I guess, Sam, yeah, you might want to jump in a little bit here, I guess, and, and talk a little bit more. Yeah, so I suppose as an addition to that, it's um, being able to find either the right skill set or the right service that you need by essentially filtering out the results. And although we want to bring lots and lots of choice um, to this particular space, what we don't want is to replace the time you're looking for for providers and vendors with sifting through, you know, 2000 results, it will filter down depending and you can filter as, as deep as you want really um, to the, the kind of skills or the kind of services that you particularly need for your particular challenge, give you the best people that meet that uh, set of criteria and then give you the opportunity to connect with them and, and start up the conversation. So as Danny said about the kind of impartiality, we're here just creating this space and creating this place to come and find this. We're not sort of um, getting involved in that or, or, pushing one particular person or one particular company you're finding a sort of cold hard truth of it and then you can judge that however you want and that's I think the fairest way of of finding what you need yeah that and that makes a lot of sense so 
um, what I'm hearing is you guys wouldn't be acting as like brokers or as like market analysts, but you'd just be providing the platform for people to really honestly say what they think about stuff and, and share what's worked for them and, and connect people through that. Is that how, how it plays out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think, okay. I think it's important. It was important from, from us from the get-go, to be honest, Gemma. Like, if we start turning into these brokers and these people, what ends up happening is we end up putting our own bias on who we think our favourite providers are. And what that basically means is we the industry doesn't progress from it. It doesn't change because fundamentally... I might make more money off you than I do off Sue. So of course I'm going to push her. And that for me is the reason why we're in this place. Like, and it's about removing that and going, look, it's like, you know, Bob meet Jane, perfect match. Boom. That's it. We we don't get involved. Everything what's going to be happening is going to be trying, you know, honest and transparent. And we've kind of said that from the get go. Like that's the reason why we won't be doing any sponsorships or any ads on there because it opens it up to people to going, Hmm are they paying you more that's not how this is going to work yeah perfect and i love that transparency and that honesty um so it, it sounds like you guys have got to a place where you you've got a bit of an mvp that that you're ready to ready to get out there into the world what's what's next for Vendely? Yeah, so as Danny said earlier, we're, we're still in a position where, you know, we're, we're wanting to take feedback and um, get sort of people's ideas of what they think would work better than maybe what we're suggesting. And there, there is room for manoeuvre and room for tweaks. Uh, so we would encourage people to you know, go and have a look at the, the kind of proposal we're putting forward because uh, that's where we are at the moment and to uh, to come forward and say, actually, I'd quite like this or that's really good or you could improve it this way. And hopefully then we'll get to a position where the, the products we release is ideal for everybody. I think it's just kind of building on that. So I'm like, the one thing what I'll probably say, Jam, is when, when I spoke to you about it yonks ago, we was kind of already working on it then um mm. that was just me doing a bit of market research really and obviously it's, it helps when you buy me breakfast as well so, um, <laughs> i bought you breakfast and did your market research Danny. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's true like it's been it, it's been like i say you know i've been thinking about it for for a long time um and then when sam kind of kind of came here and said like what what the hell's going on this is a nightmare it just it just made me kind of start drilling home and thinking about it so yeah, we're working with um I say it's a it's a team of devs at the minute. Like right now, I think Sam's already maybe already said this, but we've just got the sign up page up there right now. So it's a case of get on the list as soon as it is we can let you know. But it's kind of yeah, we're not we're not too far off launching it really. Mm. Exciting time. So um so where can people go to if they want to sign up to find out more? So obviously we're across all the socials um, and um, Google as well. So however people want to get in touch with us, whether that's through like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, that's fine. Or if you want to go direct to the site itself, um, if you just Google Vendela with a double N, um, that'll take you straight to us. Perfect. And I'm sure, Danny, you will put stuff in the show notes and we will share far and wide. Hey. Sorry we interrupted your podcast, but we just wanted to let you know about Vendely, where finding learning has developed. At Vendely, we understand the pain points of looking for reliable vendors and securing new clients. We've created a platform to help you with this, save you time and help you flourish. We want you to be the first to see it. So head over to vendely.co.uk and take a peek. That's Vendely with a double N. Perfect. Bab, well, I'm super excited. I can't wait to sort of have a go on it as a 
I suppose, client side. But I'm interested to find out sort of what what kind of suppliers that I might find on there. Because you're right, you get you end up with the usual suspects time and time again. And there could be someone brilliant out there that I might never have known about if it wasn't for something like this. So I can't wait. I think it sounds super exciting. Um, so that's a little bit about Vendorly. Um, I can't gate crash hosting the Mindchimp podcast without going to some of Danny's favorite go-to questions. Um, <laughs> so I am very excited about being able to grill you both on these. Um, and probably with a bit of a Vendorly lens on it, given that you're just about to launch a, a new product yourselves. Um, Sam, let's go to you first. Social media, do you think it's a net positive or a net negative? Um, overall, I think it's a net positive. I think we all know there's some dark places on the internet and some, uh, especially with social, it's it's got a sort of dark underbelly, but the, the majority of that space I found to be really good to connect with people. And especially in the time we're all operating at the moment where we're kind of all locked in, uh, we need a way of connecting up with people and, and it is uh, a positive overall, I think, as long as it's treated properly by everyone who uses it. Mm, good nice. stuff. What about you, Danny? So, so... How do I play this one? So I, I like social, right? I, I like it. I think I think as a tool, it's great. However, the problem is the users. Um, it's not it's not a social problem. It's a user problem. And I think it's easy to get triggered on social. And and one of the things, you know, we don't really know the impacts of what social is going to be like. In, in 15 years, I'm sure we'll have lots and lots of data to say the impacts it's had on people. Um, but for me, I think it's got. It, I'm, I kind of sit in a gray area because, like you know, for now, for example, like let's just use Vendly as an example. It's going to be a great tool for us to reach out to the vendors, to the heads of, and and chat and and get that going. So for that, it's brilliant. And for small businesses and whatever, it's brilliant. However, the flip side is is the fact that bullying happens on there and people are nasty and people get triggered and and stuff. And I think I, I like social. I do like it. I think it's powerful. And I think when when directed and used in the right way there's nothing better than it however the flip side is when you're used in the wrong way it's it's like the worst place to be so I, I'm I kind of I'm sitting on the fence unfortunately I'm sorry net neutral yeah. <laughs> you, you can't sit on the fence we'll let you off it's your podcast it's fine um so speaking of uh, social then thinking about the good bits of social who would be three people who you'd recommend to follow so I'll jump in here, Dan. Um, first, straight off the bat, I'd follow you two guys. I think you're both fantastic people to follow and content's brilliant. Yes. Um, and Flattery will get you everywhere, Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe in that. That works. Um, the other thing, I think I, I'm a big big believer in sort of supporting local businesses and I think that particular today and, and the last few sort of weeks and months has come to the fore and there are lots of businesses out there doing really good stuff and I think they should be applauded for that. One that's sort of close to home for, for me and for Danny is... Um, a company called Didsbridge Inn and they've currently I know a lot of uh, producers of spirits and so have been making sort of hand sanitizers and stuff for the NHS and key workers on the front line they've been going above and beyond doing that for free and on top of that they make really fantastic gin so if you can get yourself a bit of raspberry and elderflower or Manchester tart from Didsbridge Inn you should get on it <laughs> win-win or should I say gin gin chin chin <laughs> love it what about you Danny um so I think people who, it's easy, like for me naturally, I want to go to my L&D industry and go, these people are great and these people are powerful and empowering and positive and whatever else. And Sam's already picked you, Gemma, so I can't pick you. <laughs> However, you are always on my list, Gemma, you know this. Ah, sure. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of, there's a couple of companies what I really am interested in at the moment who are 
who given like, you know, COVID and stuff is really fascinating me. So Brewdog, I'm really impressed with their approach at the moment. Um, how they've gone from brewing to kind of getting all the people to go and work as drivers for, for uh, a supermarket. Then they started doing sanitizer. So like just watching how that business is just dipping and thriving. And I, I use a buzzword of pivoting. It's just really interesting to see what they're doing, like the, how, they're, how they're working. So Brewdog's, you know, that's one I've been really interested in. It's probably more companies. Um, Secret Cinema's been interested as well because now we can't do the face-to-face. They've done um, the Secret Sofa. Have you come across that, Gemma? I haven't actually. No, I, I love Secret Cinema. I went to the Star Wars one a few years ago, but no, I didn't know they were doing a, a lockdown version. Tell me yeah, more. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's, it's similar to how like Secret Cinema works. So basically you get given, you know, hints and tips and whatever else of kind of, you know, what's coming. And then at seven o'clock, I think it's seven o'clock on every Friday, you get to watch a movie. So all these people around the world, if, if that's how big the audience is, are all watching the same movie at the same time on Friday. So it's, it's the oh, same cool. concept. It's, it's, yeah, it's so good. So I've enjoyed how watching Secret Cinema do that. Um, nice. And I guess who's the third one? Who's the third one? The third one is, is probably, it's it's more an industry who I've really found really fascinating recently. And that's the design industry. So not the L&D industry as such. Because um, obviously a lot of people in there, I, I kind of already know. And I kind of wanted to be separate to that for this one. Um, because so many people have been on the other episodes and said good names. Hopefully, people will go back and listen to all of them anyway. Tick. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think the design industry as a whole. So, service designers, you know, experienced designers, design thinkers, human centered designers, system thinkers, transformational economy designers, like that. That industry at the moment, I've, I've, I found actually op- quite welcoming, which has been nice and just. It's just a nice different, it's nice to sit in a different area and just watch how that works. Nice. Yeah, some fresh perspectives. Love that. And I will definitely be checking out both the gin and the cinema for sure. Um, together. <laughs> <brilliant>. So <laughs> Together at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's think, we're, we're in the virtual Venderly office, right? Um, picture, picture yourselves in this lovely gleaming office that doesn't exist because we can't all be in the same room. Um, what is on the stereo in the um, in the Venderly office? What are the what's the start of the day track and the end of the day track for you both? Oh wow! So I tend to start the day off mellow. I can't be doing with kind of pumping in your ears tunes at kind of nine o'clock in the morning. I've I've got to start slow before the coffee kicks in and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm happy to end the day on a bit more of a high, so you can get into the evening uh, a bit more sort of pumped up. Um, in terms of tracks, wow! Let me think about this. Um, I'm drawing a blank, Dan. Have you got anything? So I'm trying. I was. I, I know for a fact. Me and you were going to say the same ones because we have similar music tastes to a point. You know, there's also a lot. Let's where test we're very, that theory. We're very different. <laughs> we're very different as well. <laughs> um. So, first thing in the morning, I guess. Oh, is that, this is hard because it depends if I'm waking up grumpy or not. Like, <laughs> so let, let's assume it's a good sunny day and I'm waking up and I'm the first thing in the morning. I guess I want something quite quite cool and quite nice to listen to. Um, yeah, I think Sunset Lovers is a really nice tune. Um, I, I'm not even going to say the, the band who do it because I, I'll, I'll actually do it no justice whatsoever. <laughs> but it's quite kind of quite summery, quite chilled, quite mellow. Nice. Um, yeah. 
that would be my first so it's a, it's a nice easing into the day in the virtual Venderly office. Yeah. What about um, what about the end of the day when you're ready to cut loose a bit? What's going on the stereo then? This one's to you, Sam. Wow, so I've got to choose the pumping tune, have I? Don't say take, don't <laughs> say take that. Come on, Sam. Don't. Do you know don't. what? <laughs> Not again. <laughs> I'm kind. Of, I'm. I'm still stuck in the indie kid mode. You know, when I was going through sort of uh, college, sort of age and coming of age kind of time, it was all indie tunes from like the the nineties, and I'm still I'm still banging them on whenever I'm trying to get pumped up. So things like Kasabian and all that kind of stuff, I, I still I can't get away from it. It chases me around. And I think it's going to be with me forever. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a bit of indie tunes to ease you into the evening. Cool. So we know we know to come round when we want a bit of uh, pumping tunes motivation in the evening, and <laughs> and we can wake up gently with the <laughs> with the nice relaxing music. Awesome. Um, fab. Uh, so. There's there's a, a couple more questions that I've got, but you have both been excellent podcast guests. I have loved my first uh, time as podcast host, so thank you, Danny, for the the opportunity. But before before we go on to the sort of final little bit of the podcast, um, we talked a bit about what's next for Venderly. Um, can you share a little bit about what's next for Mindchimp, Danny? What's coming up yeah. for you? Yeah, so I think it's important to note that you know. Mindchimp and Vendelay are going to go hand in hand. Like, it doesn't mean that we're going to, you know, we're not going to kill the chimp off. Like, the chimp's here to stay for sure. Um, it just means, so season two is going to be coming to an end pretty soon. Season three, I, I want to do something different for season three. So, um, you know, for example, what I want to do is I want to focus on companies rather than people. So, you know, let's let's just use a Monzo as an example. So I want to go into Monzo and I want to do, each company is going to get about three episodes each. So I want to go in there and speak with the people who do the culture. I want to go in there and speak with the people who do the learning. And I want to go in there and speak with the people who do the design. So, you know, maybe that's tech or that's products or whatever. And it's just going to be a bit, it's going to be, think of it as, as a book with three chapters. So I'm going to do maybe eight books and each one's going to have three chapters in. So that's the podcast. I think there's going to be a couple of events this year. I'm going to probably do two or three Mindchimp events this year. Um, that's something and shout out to Joe Byrne who, who's like my absolute wingman when it comes to sorting out these these events because she's brilliant like she does all the all the stuff I hate and all the stuff what needs proper focus she does that um, so yeah and so we've got a couple of events coming and then I'm kind of writing a book so I got a book contract and then I said I didn't want it so, so, na- <laughs> so now I'm gonna probably self-publish at some point. It's probably the the L and D book. What isn't for L and D people? It's for designers. So yeah, think to that one. What you nice like. big things. That's exciting. Loads going on there. Um, yeah. and you heard it here first, half the press. <laughs> um, brilliant. Now I can't wait to see see where Mindchimp goes and how it goes hand in hand uh, with Vendely. Uh, so Sam, just a a quick follow up on that for you. What is um What's the future looking like for Venderly if it's hand in hand with Mindchimp? What's what does that look like? So we're we're just running at this now to get to get launched fully launched, and um, obviously we want everyone to come along with us. So it's a case at the moment of just going along and finding us and, and getting signed up. So you, as soon as we're ready to ready to go, uh, so you're there with us, and, and that's what we're running at for the foreseeable future. 
Perfect. Exciting times. Well, you mentioned earlier we can keep in touch with you on the Venderly website by signing up or uh, going to socials and also on the Mindtrip socials. I'm sure you'll be sharing it as well, Danny. Um, so final question of the podcast for me is um, you gave me some numbers at the start and regular listeners will know that these relate to random objects. Um, I am lucky enough to have the random object list here. I feel very privileged to, uh, to know what they stand for. Um, so yeah, I'm going to tell you what the, what these items are and uh, you can tell me what you might do with them if oh, you end up on a, des- on a desert <laughs> island. <laughs> I wish I'd known this to start with. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sam, you are stranded on a desert island, and because you're a pair, you only get three each. So you're, yep. you're in a bit, bit of a pickle. Um, you are stranded on a desert island with an ice cube. Oh, great, that last. Some hair gel <laughs> and a twister mat. Oh, what wow. do you do? So, I'll, I'll be entertained, and I'll, I'll look great with the hair gel, and the ice cube's going to last about five minutes, so I think I'll be all right for five minutes. <laughs> Five minutes survival rate on that island. That sounds uh, sounds good odds to me. <laughs> and Danny, you are lucky enough to have got, so you had five, eight and 83. Um, you've got a slipper, just the one. <laughs> you've got some nail clippers um, and you've got some grid or graph paper. What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> good luck, mate. <laughs> um... Slipper, slipper, slipper. So slippers, right. So you've seen Castaway, yeah, where he creates that ball and he puts the amprint on and he talks to it. That would be my slipper. So I think I would use <laughs> I would use This is day na- one. This is day one. <laughs> <laughs> this is just lockdown life, isn't yeah. it? You just made made a friend out of a slipper. <laughs> um so I'd probably cut some eyes using nail clippers into the slipper. Um and then I'd probably have conversations with a slipper to keep me a little bit sane. So there's a nail clippers. Okay. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, I need the, the nail clippers, I'm sure I could use for some sort of tool su- for survival. For, I'm not sure how big the animal is, what I'm hunting with a pair of nail clippers like. But, um, <laughs> An ant. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, this is beautiful to you. Um, and then the graph paper. I have no idea with graph paper. I mean, well, I, you know what? I'd probably just make it plain. I'd, I'd have to, no, I'd turn the graph paper into a ball. <laughs> Like a little gla- like a paper ball, and I just do keepy uppies, like see how many I can get out of it. That that was fair play, and then die within so about you- three days. <laughs> Is this well, slipper you- called Wilson, Dan, or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, can, it can be called whatever you want it to be called. I go with something like S, so like sapphire the slipper i don't know sapphire the slipper <laughs> is, is she like the stripper? new mascot is she the vendorly mascot <laughs> sapphire the slipper <laughs> love it so it sounds like you've got entertainment um really sorted there between you with your your twister mat and your, your graph paper keep you up in your slipper pal i think yeah. um you're all right so i'll i'll just have to hope and pray that if i ever get stuck in a desert island or in lockdown it's not with either of you but uh, <laughs> or sapphire <laughs> or sapphire or sapphire um but no brilliant well look thank you both so much for um for sharing this awesome exciting new adventure that you're on it's been an absolute privilege to be able to share it with um regular listeners of mindchimp um and yeah, I would just say, is there anything else that you wanna you wanna share? Anything that you wanna say about Benderley, um just before we finish? So just come and find us. Yeah. Um, so first of all, Gemma, I want to say massive well done. Um, so it's Thank not you. it's not easy kind of doing a podcast at all. And I think yeah, 
like you've done well to pick the good questions um and I'm give us an easy ride to be honest but no thank you for kind of you know for coming doing it and flipping it on us I really appreciate that um no my pleasure it's been nice I've loved it I you might be out, out of a mind chimp job Danny I'm gonna be yeah, uh, this is it. after your crown I mean, to be fair my mind chimp does need a bit of diversity now so you know there's, there's a job there I'm sure Gemma there's a job there for sure there you go <laughs> um, what's a good what's a girl chimp called then Sapphire. Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, I've I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Gemma. I think um, Sam, you can do the whole Vendorly thing if you want. Where where we're going, and I'll do the Mindchimp thing. So, uh, Mindchimp. Obviously, I'm probably going to slow the Twitter Mindchimp down. Um, just not because for any reason. It's just that you know the the LinkedIn team seems to be loving Mindchimp. Where the Twitter, it's just a thing where. It's just another. It's another channel, so I'll probably keep it going. But I guess the best, the best thing I can probably describe is if you want to keep up to date with Mindchimp, follow Mindchimp for sure. But it'll probably be coming out via my channel a, a little bit more. Um, but yeah, Mindchimp podcast. There's there's a website on there. Any events, I'll I'll probably post there. But just follow me on LinkedIn as well. That tends to be where I push all the Mindchimp stuff out. To be honest. Yeah, and then, then Vendelay, come and find us, uh, Google or LinkedIn or Twitter or wherever you fancy finding us. Um, Vendelay with a double N and we'll, we'll be there waiting for you. Looking forward to it. I'm sure um, people will be flocking to it straight after this. Well, thank you both so much. Awesome to catch up and I can't wait to see where Vendelay takes us. Thanks, Gemma. Cheers, Gemma. Thank you very awesome. much. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.